At St. Mary's Church in a private room, Leslie walks over to a mirror and smiles as she puts on a pair of blue sapphire stud earrings. Wow, I can't believe it. It's finally here, my wedding day. Upon hearing the knock at the door, Leslie makes her way over to the door. Lakin! The role of Lakin Bennett is now being played by Anna Burmeister. Hey! Merry Christmas! My goodness, you seem to be in a good mood. Well, it isn't every day that my brother gets to marry the love of his life. Now, I have got your dress here and we need to get you in it. That is, if you want to be on time. I most certainly do. <laughs> I want this night to go perfectly, and I've got a great feeling that it will. Same here, Leslie. In the chapel portion of St. Mary's, Alex enters. He lets out a deep breath as he begins to smile at the beautiful setup for he and Leslie's wedding. Red poinsettias with white ribbon line the pews at each end. There's an arch of icicle Christmas lights at the front of the altar that glows throughout the chapel. I have to say, son, the church did an amazing job putting this all together. Hey, Dad. Hi. And yeah, you're right. They did. So, are you ready to get married to Leslie? I most certainly am. I'm ready to truly start my life with her and Aiden. A long and happy life. That's my boy. Leslie is one hell of a special lady. Yeah, she is. By the way, before the ceremony gets kicked into high gear, I was hoping that I could chat with you. About? You and Mom. I just want to make sure that the two of you aren't going to make this night about your problems. Son, your mom and I have been separated for three months now. In that time, I have begged her to let me come back home. I even want to help her fight her cancer. We both know that she isn't getting any better. I just wish that she would let me back into her life again. There you go already, Dad. Look, I want my mother and father here to see me get married. I want to see you and Mom in that front row getting along. Do you think the two of you can do that for me? Please, I'm begging you. You're right. I'm sorry. It's just that not a day goes by that I don't think about that night at the hospital benefit. It changed our family forever. Here's hoping that we can get past it someday. Amen to that. Upon hearing some footsteps, Jonah and Alex turn around to see Miranda entering the chapel. Oh, hello, you two. Mom, hey. Hello, Miranda. You look amazing. Anyway, son, you look very handsome. And you look so happy. I am, Mom. For the first time in a long time, I'm happy. That's good to hear. Anyways, I've got to go check on the staff for the reception. I want to make sure that everything is coming together perfectly. As Alex walks off out of the chapel, Jonah pivots and steps in front of Miranda. Can you believe it? Our son is finally getting married to Leslie. You know, it, it's crazy how much this church hasn't changed since the day we got married. It really hasn't. I will never forget that day, Miranda. It was the happiest day of my life. Mine too. Who knew that it could all come crashing down, all because you decided to go against the vows you made to me? All for some whore in a tight skirt. Miranda. Jonah, just because it's our son's wedding day and Christmas Eve 
doesn't mean I'm going to be your precious wife. I'm not in the mood. Our problems aren't going away. I know that. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. It's pathetic that you think an apology can absolve you of your wrongdoing. Look, I was going to wait and do this after the wedding, but I can't wait any longer. I have to move on from you for the sake of who I am and my health. What does that mean? I want a divorce, Jonah. We're done. For good. At the Tasty Bean Cafe, Lenore walks into the main area having come from the entryway. JJ then comes out from behind the counter and goes to her. Alrighty, JJ. That's the last of them. We're officially closed down for one week. Oof, thank goodness. Lenore, I wasn't sure that I could make it through this day. Well, Christmas Eve can be tricky. People rely on this place for baked goods for the family dinner. The hot drink while they're grabbing that last-minute gift. Very true. You know, I've only been in town for, like, three months now, and I've been unsure about staying because of the problems with my sister, yet you've made staying here worth it. I mean, I can't thank you enough for this job, and I can't thank you enough for always being there. Well, honey, I've known your sister for a long time. Danielle's a firecracker. She wants to be strong. (laughs) Even if it hurts her in the end. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, do you have any plans for your sister tonight? Mm, No. uh, We already visited our mom at the care facility last week. Oh, I hope that went well. It did. Thanks for asking. JJ, I'd like to invite the two of you over for dinner at my house tonight. You two shouldn't have to be alone on this day. Oh, that's so very sweet of you. I'll call Danielle. Um, can you make room for one more? Upon hearing this voice, Lenore turns around and sees that her daughter, Sky Parkers, is standing in front of her. Oh my goodness gracious, Sky! <laughs> Hi, Mom. Oh, I had no idea you were coming home for Christmas. I wanted to surprise you. <laughs> oh, honey, this is the best surprise I've ever gotten. <laughs> At the Harper Mansion in Gunner's study, Gunner is sitting behind his desk, talking on his office phone. Mr. Littleton, I appreciate you calling me to fill me on, on what Lewis Burke wants to do when it comes to the Labor and Commerce Committee. But I run that committee. Burke may have been able to take the governor's mansion away from me, but he will not take my committee away from me. I may not be the mayor of this town anymore, but I still hold enough power. You just let him know that, okay? Bye now. Gunner slams the telephone down on the hook. He then looks up. Emma fully enters the room. Emma, don't you ever knock? Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to ruffle your feathers. What the hell do you want? I just thought you should know that I'm so excited for tonight's family dinner. I'm so happy that Colin and I can be a part of all the family traditions this holiday season. 
Yeah, 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 whatever. Anyway, the real reason I came up here is because I need to talk to you about something. What is it? You know, ever since I told you that I found out about you rigging the mayoral election, you've been so supportive of colonized relationship. And it has been nice to take a break from you always trying to one-up me. But I think you should know that I've been sensing something lately. Something that doesn't make me happy. What's that, Emma? I noticed that when Colin and I told the family about the due date of this baby, you weren't happy for us. The rest of the family was just ecstatic, but not you. What's your point? Gunner, part of my terms when it came to keeping your secret was that you not only support Colin and I's relationship, but that you also support us beginning the next generation of this family. Look, if you can't do that, then I will no longer hold up my side of the deal. You don't want to stress out a pregnant woman, do you? Going to the FBI about what you did would just be too much for me to handle. And then having to see Colin try and handle you going to prison. Okay, okay, I get it. Don't worry, Em. I'll be sure to hire someone to knit the baby a pair of booties or something. There you go, Gunner. That wasn't so hard. Anyway, I'll see you later. I just can't wait to taste the roasted duck that Chef Pierre has cooked up. Emma smiles over at Gunner and then makes her way to the door. Gunner goes back over to his desk and picks up his office phone once again. He then dials a number, and seconds later, he puts the phone up to his ear. Andrew, hey, it's me. Hey, Gunner. Merry Christmas. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, look, we've got a bit of a problem. What's up? It's Emma again. I thought you said that problem was handled. You told me that she wasn't going to reveal our little secret to anyone. That's what I thought too. But I guess I haven't been supportive enough when it comes to her having my son's baby. Look, I'm done playing these games with this manipulative gold digging little slut. What do you want me to do about all this? I thought you would never ask. Andrew, you are a fine district attorney. You know how to get away with a crime. Like helping you rig that election? Exactly. Which means that if Emma goes to the FBI with this, your head will be on the silver platter as well. That's why she must be stopped. Andrew, I want you to eliminate the threat. And I want it done ASAP. Still at the Harper Mansion downstairs in the living room, Caitlin is sitting on the couch. She is looking at a text from Lakin that reads, The church looks so gorgeous. Wish you could be here with me. As Colin enters the room, Caitlin clicks her phone off. Hey, sis. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. I just checked in with Chef Pierre, and the feast he has made is unbelievable. I can't wait to try everything. Same here. Anyway, are you still going to try and sneak off with Lakin tonight to exchange gifts? Yeah, she's thinking about leaving the reception a little early. I I mean, uh... What? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring up the wedding to you. Sis, it's fine. I asked you about Lakin, and I am well aware of what she's doing tonight. I also wish Alex and Leslie all the best. Do you need to talk about it? I mean, how are you doing with everything? I knew this day had to come at some point. 
In some respects, I've been trying to mentally prepare myself for it. But as I look back, I think to myself that it, well, it's been seven months since Leslie left me at the altar at our wedding. And so much has changed in those seven months. And I'm gonna be a dad soon. I am madly in love with Emma. So I'm good. I'm gonna be okay. And it shouldn't phase me anymore. Plus, Alex is out of Emma and I's relationship. Even dad has come around. We can all now just start living our life the way we want without any of the obstacles. I'm happy for you. It's as though you got your Christmas wish. Yeah, in a way I did. And I hope that you get yours soon. Colin and Caitlin smile at one another, hopeful for what the future will bring. In the foyer of the Harper Mansion, Elaine comes down the half-spiral staircase, putting on a pair of silver chandelier earrings. Upon hearing the doorbell, Elaine makes her way over to the front door. Melanie. Hi, Elaine. I am so glad you could make it. Thank you for having me. Well, I figured that after all we've been through, and... After we had a chance to, you know, make up over Thanksgiving, well, the Christmas would be another great time to bring us together. I couldn't agree more. Well, come in and let's have a holly jolly Christmas. All right, shall we? <laughs> yes, we shall. <laughs> At the central grill in the dining area, Gregory is sitting on a table having a cup of coffee and scrolling through Twitter on his iPhone. Seconds later, Avery enters the establishment, looks around, spots Gregory, and goes to him. Um, sir? Gregory looks up from his cell phone. Yes? Hi. I was wondering if you could help me out for a second. I was on my way to my parents' home for Christmas dinner, and I got a flat tire. And I have no idea how to change a tire. <laughs> no problem. I'll come out and help you. Thanks. By the way, my name's Avery. Nice to meet you, Avery. I'm Gregory. At the Bay Ridge Hotel in Dominique's suite, Dominique is sitting down at a desk talking on her cell phone. Hello, Gregory. It's me, Dominique. I'm that woman you stole $2 million from. Remember? Listen, I just got done closing a business deal in Morocco. It went very, very well. As soon as I closed the deal, however, I did realize that my schedule was suddenly wide open. So I booked the earliest flight possible to Augustus. I'm in town, by the way, and I hope to see you soon. So we can talk about you paying me back. Because if you don't, there will be hell to pay. See you around, buddy. Back at the Harper Mansion in Gunner's study, Melanie slowly enters the room just as Gunner looks up. Melanie. Hi, Gunner. I, I hope I'm not interrupting anything. Not at all. I was just about to come downstairs to say hi to everyone. Yes, I can see that. What brings you up here? I want to talk about um, what we did. I mean, you, you know what today is. I haven't forgotten, even after all these years. Gunner, I know that you're not that I'm back here. However, after three long months, Elaine has begun to embrace me. And I'm just wondering if you will 
ever be able to do the same. Wow, that's quite the ironclad case you've made for yourself there. I'm just being honest. I see that, and I appreciate your honesty. However, I'm not just going to open up my arms to you like Elaine. That's because I can't let you reveal the truth to Colin. I know that you want to be close to him, yet I can't let that happen. It would destroy this family. I think the family could heal. It won't be easy. It's stupid of you to think that. Elaine and I have raised that boy ever since I bought him from you for three million dollars. We concocted the lie that he died from SIDS. I said he came from a favor that I called in in an adoption agency. And Elaine and I have managed to get away with never having to reveal the truth to Colin that he was, as Elaine believes, adopted. That's all because I don't believe in destroying the lives of the ones I love, and I'm not about to let you do that either. Gunner, you can't keep me from my son anymore. I deserve to be with him. I deserve to be by his side. I stayed away for decades because I made that deal. But something called me back to Augustus. I, I feel something. Unfeel it. I can't. I just wish you would try to understand where I'm coming from. I do understand, but I'm not going to accept it. Let's just get this damn dinner over with. Fine, or Elaine. But we are not done here. Yeah, yeah, sure we're not. Whatever you say, Melanie. Still at the Harper Mansion in the kitchen, Elaine begins to enter the room. Chef Pierre, are you in here? I need to talk to you about the desserts for. Oh. As Elaine fully enters the kitchen, she realizes that Chef Pierre is not in the room. Elaine looks around and smiles at the feast that the chef has prepared for her family. She then walks over to some glasses that are sitting on top of a silver platter on the kitchen island. The glasses are filled with a frozen red-colored beverage. Elaine picks up a piece of paper that is in front of the tray. Oh, I have prepared a cherry liqueur cocktail. I hope you all enjoy. Oh, I bet the family will love this. Elaine picks up one of the cocktails and smiles at the beautiful color of the beverage. She then takes a sniff of it. Oh. Don't, Elaine. No, not after all these years. Even though life is very stressful right now. As Elaine hears footsteps approaching, she sets the cocktail back down on the silver platter. In the dining room of the Harper Mansion, Emma, Colin, and Caitlin are all sitting around the table, awaiting for the family feast to begin. Rumor has it that Chef Pierre prepared a delicious Caesar salad for the first course. Ooh, let's keep our fingers crossed that it's going to have his top secret dressing drizzled on top. As Caitlin is just about to say something, she feels her cell phone vibrate in the pocket of her pants. She retrieves her cell phone and sees that she has just received a text message. The message reads, Merry Christmas, Caitlin Harper. I know you don't know me, but you can trust that I know what I'm talking about. I know I've been quiet for a few months now. Just know that I'm the person who took those photos, and I thought I'd tell you to stay away from Danielle Frazier. She doesn't deserve any Christmas presents. After all, she knew all along the whole truth, 
and nothing but. A look of shock falls upon Caitlin's face. Sis? Caitlin, are you okay? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. What's going on? Before Caitlin can say anything on the matter, Gunner enters the room. Hello, all. Emma, Colin, and Caitlin all look over at Gunner. However, Colin side-eyes Caitlin to make sure she's okay. Oh, hey, Dad. Hello. Um, before we begin eating tonight, your mother and I would like to go ahead and take our annual Christmas family photo. <laughs> I know that it's nobody's favorite part, yet your mother loves the tradition. Anyway, come on. Your mom and Melanie are in the living room. We shouldn't keep them waiting. I guess you're right. Colin, Emma, and Caitlin all get up from the dining table and begin to exit the room. Emma ends up being the last one out, and she leans over to Gunner at the entryway. I'm so excited to take this family photo with everyone. I've been waiting to do this all night long. Oh, and by the way, Elaine wanted me and Colin to take your place in the photograph. I hope you don't mind. You're going to be front and center in this year's photo? With your son, of course. <laughs> anyway, like you said, let's not keep Elaine waiting. Emma smiles cheerfully and walks off. At Stephanie's apartment in the living room, Stephanie enters the room fully and goes to sit on the couch. She then picks up her television remote. Well, let's see what bad Christmas movies are on tonight. Stephanie powers on her television and begins looking through Christmas movie options on her favorite streaming platform. She then stops looking when she comes across It's a Wonderful Life. It really isn't a wonderful life, but I love this movie, so why not? Upon hearing the knock at the door, a curious Stephanie gets up from the couch and makes her way to the door. Stephanie looks up and down the hallway but sees that no one is actually there. Instead, there is a package down by her feet. She picks up the package and rips off the note from it. She opens up the note and it reads, Have yourself a Merry Christmas. A smiling Stephanie takes the package inside. Stephanie then walks back over to the couch and sits down. She puts the package on top of her lap and begins to open it. Once it is fully opened, she sees that she has been gifted a set of lingerie. Wait, this is my lingerie. I thought I lost this months ago. What the hell is going on? Stephanie then sees another note that is attached to the lingerie set. She picks it up slowly and opens it out of its small envelope. The note reads, I thought I'd give this back to you. Thanks for letting me borrow it. Love, Donovan. A horrified Stephanie drops the note and then throws the gift across the room. Back at St. Mary's Church in the entryway to the chapel, Leslie and Isaac are standing at the doors. Isaac is dressed in a tuxedo and Leslie's dressed in a white satin mermaid wedding gown. She is also holding a bouquet of red poinsettias. Honey, you look gorgeous. Thank you, Dad. You know, after all that has happened, I'm still happy that we could come together for this moment. Having you here means so much to me. I love you, Leslie. That will never change, and I'm so happy that you and Alex have arrived at your special day. 
I also know that your mother is looking down from heaven. She's smiling at you, Leslie. She'd be so proud of the woman that you've become. You really think so? <laughs> I most certainly do. So, are you ready to walk down that aisle and get married, my kid? Yes, I most certainly am. The doors to the chapel open and Leslie and Isaac begin to walk down the aisle. Everyone rises from the pews and turns to Leslie watching her glide down the aisle. She then makes her way to Alex and Father Watson. Isaac kisses Leslie on the cheek and then goes to sit down, just as Leslie turns around and hands her bouquet over to Lakin. Leslie then turns to Alex and grabs his hands. I love you. I love you too. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to witness the union between Alex Mitchell Bennett and Leslie Suzanne Marshall. I have spent much time with Leslie and Alex these past few months. I've been able to see their love for one another, and they are truly, and I mean truly, like no other young couple I've seen before. I am confident that their marriage will last an eternity. The couple has decided to write their own vows for this ceremony. Leslie, we'll start with you. Alex, my darling Alex, we have overcome so much to get to this day. And now that we're here, it just goes to show all of our loved ones that our bond can never be broken. I know that we've sometimes strayed from one another. However, our love has been able to withstand the test of time. You are an amazing father to Aiden. You are an amazing partner to me. And there is no one that I'd rather spend my life with than you. Less. Oh, Les, I'm just crazy about you. You are the love of my life, the mother to my child. You are a courageous, strong woman. And I'm so lucky to get to witness your zest for life every day. You are my heart, my life, my soul. You are every breath I take. I love you. I'm ready to build a home with you, a life with you. You are my forever love. You are my eternal path. Aiden and Isaac stand from the front pew and go to Leslie and Alex. Leslie and Alex bend down, getting the rings from Aiden. They both kiss him on his cheeks. Aiden and Isaac then go back to sitting down at their pew. And now it's time for the placing of the rings. Alex, please place the ring on Leslie's finger as a symbolized promise to love her forever and a day. Alex and Leslie respectively begin to repeat after Father Watson. The two feel so much excitement and happiness. Their loved ones continue to witness the ceremony. After a few more minutes, Alex and Leslie kiss one another passionately. They are officially married. Their loved ones stand, applauding at the completeness of their union. Meanwhile, at Donovan's apartment in the living room, a few hours have now passed, and Christmas Eve is almost done. However, Melanie and Donovan are still finding a way to celebrate, back together again. Both of them are sitting under a Christmas tree, exchanging gifts with one another. 
Donovan has gifted Melanie a blue sapphire necklace. Melanie has gifted him a blue dial Rolex watch. The watch is engraved with he and Melanie's initials. At the Harper Mansion in the living room, Elaine goes to the bar cart. She lightly touches a crystal beverage holder filled with whiskey. As Elaine takes a deep breath, Gunner enters the room. She looks over at him just as he goes to her. Gunner holds her close. Still on the Harper estate at the guest house, Colin and Emma are lying in bed with one another under a set of white satin sheets. They are kissing one another very passionately. I love you. I love you too. Merry Christmas. At Danielle's loft in the living room, Danielle is standing at the door with Lakin and Caitlin in front of her. Hey, Caitlin. Lakin, what's up? Shut up, bitch. We know what you did. Stay the hell away from us, or else you will pay. At the Parkhurst home in the guest bedroom, Skye is dressed in a pair of pink silk pajamas. She is sitting at her vanity, brushing her hair. She looks down at the clock on her vanity. It is now midnight. Sky then sets the brush next to the clock, stands, and goes over to the nightstand by the bed. She picks up a stack of photos and begins looking through them. The stack includes photos of Caitlin and Lakin kissing at Prodigy Nightclub and photos of Stephanie and Jonah making love. The exact photographs that were shown at the hospital benefit. Sky then holds the photos close to her chest. Everything will come together. I just have to stay in town long enough to see my plan through. I will get Caitlin back at any means necessary. From all of us at Forever and a Day, thank you so much for listening to our Christmas special. Join us for our season two premiere on February 1st, 2021. And from our Forever and a Day family to yours, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you.